I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I'm growing increasingly frustrated with HMV.co.jp. And joining me on the other line, lounging in the satellite branch from Scenic Hamilton, hopefully having smoother e-commerce transactions than I am, it's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> nah. E-commerce is a trash fire. <laughs> they keep fucking with me on the Blue Giant soundtrack. I was waiting for weeks for that. That was the centerpiece to my big quarterly order from overseas. And then I went to go do it because they also had the coupon for 20% off. If you spend a hundred bucks or more and I was ma'am, safely going to spend a hundred bucks or more. Yes. Get that 20% off and wouldn't let me buy Blue Giant. Sold out. Can't, what, can't order it right now. What's Blue Giant? Blue Giant is the soundtrack to a film that released recently in Japan about... It is a shonen saxophone. <laughs> it's the best way okay. to describe it. He wants right. to be... He the very best. jazz and wants to be the very best saxophonist there ever was. Name a show more custom made for me. Um, so... <laughs> that... I don't know. That, that, that blues jazz band one was pretty... Pretty Jordan, blues jazz band one. Yeah, they, you know they have a they start a they start a jazz band. I'm pretty sure it's a jazz band. They all kind of get mixed in my head. Are you talking about Kids on the Slope? I think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the one. Same, but no. Friends, what? hot start already. This is episode <laughs> three hundred and sixteen. Kick down three sixteen says we're off the rails already. <laughs> Or this is exactly what they've come for. This is, you listen, this is... Full of nonsense. It's literally just, it's literally just the audience listening to us going, what? 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 What, what are you talking about? 316, baby. Give me a hell yeah! If you'd like to listen to any of our other 315 episodes, why don't you just take yourself wherever you get your audio content, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, Stitcher, what have you, give us a rate, review, follow, subscribe, and henceforth... Every time a new episode of this program drops, you won't have to worry about paying attention because they're just going to arrive straight to your device in the smoothest way possible. And that's sprinkled from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the Third, Geek Down in Night Elf. Friends, all I must say is you may want to turn notifs on if you haven't already. You always want to be prepared. It's Get very to important to be, pre- be prepared. <laughs> Get into that more in a moment. Friends, if you'd like to let us know uh, where I can get a copy of the Blue Giant soundtrack, not for scalper prices, hit me up, twitter.com slash geekdownpod. We're still there for some reason. I mean, I Jordan know. will meet someone in an alley for some hot vinyl. Only, um, <laughs> only during the day. Okay, fair enough. N- not at night. Um, let, let me know if you got, if you got that hookup. I already know the hookup. It just means I'm going to get it off Discogs, but it's, it's 
more annoying now. That's the takeaway. It's more annoying. I had a system, Caitlin. I had a system. And what makes it worse is then it was sold out, couldn't order it. I randomly checked it the next day yeah. after the coupon was expired. Yeah. What's available for order? I'm like, you sons of bitches. Ah. They what pulled the fuck? A, and, they pulled a fast one on you. And then I'm like, well, then I guess I'll just buy it. And an hour later, I went to try it again. Sold out again. So I guess for an hour on Thursday, it was back online again. <laughs> Pull your head out of your ass, HMV. <sighs> anyway. Got that Your Name soundtrack coming this week, though. So that's that's all we care about. And and that band is playing in the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Like, next week, I just realized. Has anyone told you you have a problem? <laughs> what do you mean by problem? What are you talking uh, about problems? I, I believe you refer to it as the sickness. The sickness is not a problem. Well. If it's manageable. I, I'm living I'm a, with it. I'm a functioning alcoholic. It's fine. What what do they what do they um what do they call you vinyl heads vinyl like do you have like a thing that people call you I mean crate diggers I guess but that's being generous it's probably more reserved for like you know dudes who go to flea markets for regional indie forty fives and whatnot and what's the th- a thing you're always weirded out that people go to to what is it? It's like Metallica. They're always like, I never know why they're buying like Metallica on vinyl. Oh, you mean like the downtown Toronto record show? Which yeah. Which is happening like next weekend because it's record store day weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just the guys who want to pay 40 bucks to get in earlier all look like they came out of the movie FUBAR and they just have crates of like <laughs> Iron Maiden records. I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> Apparently there are friends who also have long hair and and uh, uh, crates of, of all kinds of hard rock. Denim vests as far as the eye can see. No thanks. Who does me. Who doesn't like a Canadian tuxedo? Nobody oh. wants that. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Friends, if you'd like to support this endeavor financially so uh, I can afford the scalper prices for the Blue Giant soundtrack when I can't find it on Discogs, it's a noble cause. KO-FI.com slash GeekdownPod. Three bucks at a time. I mean, as my parents used to tell me when they gave me my very paltry allowance, <laughs> if I just save up, then I'll be able to buy a Tamagotchi. What did you do for that allowance, Caitlin? Um, did I, you have a charity allowance like I did, or were you actually doing chores? Unload and, and load the dishwasher, set okay. the table. Uh, there was some other stuff I helped with. We lived in an apartment, so it wasn't as like, it wasn't like I was mowing the lawn or anything. <laughs> um, but I desperately wanted a Tamagotchi, and they would not... They would not buy one for me. It wasn't near my birthday. It wasn't near Christmas. I was the only kid in my class without a Tamagotchi. There were kids in my class with two Tamagotchis. I almost wanted to be like, spare a Tamagotchi for the poor. Um, but You can't afford to feed it. Uh, you, know they're having, you know they're having a renaissance, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this is going on for a while. I think it's that whole everything old is new again thing. I'm not surprised. But I think it's been going on for, for a while. Definitely a, a TikTok slash Instagram reel that made the round recently that I was reminded of again uh, today when the executive producer sent me something uh, similar was this notion about like, you know, why a certain generation, one maybe half younger than me, is uh, so obsessed with like nostalgia or the 90s or anything like that. And it's like, well, if you chart it out, it's kind of the last time things were good. Start at nine eleven and just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, it had its own problems, but I also think people don't realize, it sounds weird, but we didn't know as much. 
We didn't. That's the thing. It was still terrible. We just didn't know because we didn't have all the information. Yeah, there was no TikTok. There was no YouTube. There was no 24 hours news newsreel. There wasn't ease and of suddenly you wake up and you're like, you're like, wait, the 94 crime law is fucking terrible. Bill Clinton was a monster. Uh, yeah, and we were all like, let's watch Saturday morning cartoons because that's what's on. And like, you you just didn't have the same amount of access to information as you do now. Um and you sort of were spoon-fed whatever was on TV because it was cable and, you know, you couldn't go looking for what you wanted to find. <sighs> simultaneously not better, but also kind of better then. Uh, friends, you may be listening to this meandering discussion and wondering and saying to yourself, well, clearly there is no news this week. Uh, possibly. I don't know. I didn't check because uh, we have... This has uh, become a very special episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Oh, we never get to do special episodes. I'm so excited. Uh, I should have. Is I, it the drug I'll, episode, Jordan? It's the... Um, it's <sighs> Is it the gay episode? I... <laughs> I don't know. Let's keep it. Let's keep it the drug episode. Those are always the most like the least bummer special episodes. I'm a maniac. I'm a maniac. Yeah. So, uh, friends, little bit of business to discuss with you. Um, serious business. No jokes this time. Uh, and to start that conversation. I will cede the floor to my partner and co-host, Ms. McKinnon. Hi. It's not the drug episode, Jordan. <laughs> it's not the drug episode. No. It's the premarital sex episode. It's the, well, or the marital, or the marital sex episode, or the pre- the pregnancy shock episode. The, the not quite teen pregnancy episode. Yeah. Um, wow. And you guys are like, what are you talking about? I'm having a baby. <laughs> that was a lot of Caitlin. Yeah, I feel like it was worth it, Miss. Uh, yeah, no, it was probably worth it. Um, so I'm having a baby. I'm actually having a baby closer to than not having a baby. Um, <laughs> when you're listening to this, I am in my third trimester. Um, yes, it is. It is not a new development. Um, because I just, I just wanted to keep things under wraps. I'm not, I don't think of myself as a, like, once you get me talking, I'm not a particularly private person. Um, but there's not, you know, it's weird, but there's not too much to say. I'm growing a person. We fired up the onboard <laughs> printer. Things are going well. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited. Um, but because of that. Um, people don't realize, probably people who've grown people realize, but people who haven't grown people in them, um, it takes a lot of energy to grow a person. <laughs> You're like a little like greenhouse. Um, and uh, my brain, you may have noticed or not because I, it's just me, but like on, <laughs> on 11, <laughs> my brain is just cotton candy. I keep on saying it's the gif. Of the raccoon who goes to clean the cotton candy and it like all disappears <laughs> and it's just like, well, where did it go? That's my brain. Um, so because of that, Jordan and I have 
discussed it and, um, we are going to take a break from the podcast, um, so that I can be fully rested and, you know, have a room for our baby, <laughs> my baby, not his baby. I'll do that again. Oh, yeah. I, I hope that went without saying y'all like <laughs> <laughs> this is senior correspondent, Chris, Chris and my, my first child. We're both very excited. We feel really bad for the kid already. We're going to dress him up in so many costumes. There's just going to be pictures and pictures of... He is absolutely going to be like a lunkhead hockey player. (laughs) No! And you're going to have to learn so much about... You're going to have to learn so much about sports. You know someone already said that. They're like... Sorry, my glasses fell. You know someone already said that. They were like... I kept on being like, you know, this kid is either going to be like super dramatic and (laughs) or like super nerdy. And they're like, you know, you may just get like a quiet hockey player. And I was like, don't you dare. (laughs) Don't you put that on on me. Um, Yeah, that I mean, we would obviously support anything they're into. Um, (laughs) And he can sit and talk about hockey with my dad. Great. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, that. That's the other thing. People don't realize kids come out the way they come out, right? Of course, nurture is important, but nature is this whole thing you can't predict. Um, so, yeah. So, we're taking a break. Um, we decided our, our last episode that we know of, um, I might do a live from the hospital. Um, <laughs> probably not, but you never know. Um, it will be May 2nd. Um, so a couple, only a couple weeks left, which is both of us are kind of like, we don't like this. <laughs> Sorry to spring that on you y'all. It's also been kind of sprung on us. Uh, I mean, knew this was coming. Um, probably just wishful thinking, thought it was going to be, you know, closer to the time we usually take off and just be like, eh, it's fine. We would have been not doing a pod right now anyway. And now <laughs> it's obviously for Caitlin's general well-being and mental health and that said building of a room to put the child when it arrives um has kind of moved up that timetable so I think we're both still kind of like huh yeah okay we we realized we've been doing this for 7 years that's a long time 2016 was the first one yeah so it's it's that's a long time to do something and then just not do it anymore. <laughs> like we've taken breaks, of course, and of course we did our whole series of of episodes during COVID, where it was like, what was it? It was like one ninety nine A or whatever it was. Yeah, we hit one nine. I mean, it started before that, but then we hit one ninety nine, and we're like, we're not doing episode. We won't give this pandemic the satisfaction of do, reaching episode two hundred. No, under it'll lockdowns. it'll be over in a couple months. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, British Columbia is literally coming apart right now, but it's fine. It's, it's over. fine. It's okay. We, we made it, y'all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you're listening to this and you're saying like, I ain't never coming back. The podcast is over. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's wholly possible. We don't know what's going to happen. I, uh, Kate wants to return. I do. Senior correspondent wants her to return. Yeah, he does. It's very supportive. Individually and together in person and now express that to me. Um, but there's no timetable for that. 
No. Um, something about, you know, babies and kids being chaos incarnate <laughs> uh, or something along those lines. At least this is what I've been told and read and seen. <laughs> um, so you never know, right? Um, that's the plan for anyone who is mildly distraught. Um, the plan is to come back, but you never know what's going to happen. And we don't know and when. We have no, there is no timeline for when. It is just, hopefully everything goes well. And then one day I, uh, I'm talking to Jordan and I'm like, hey, so what are I'm you doing this weekend? Bored. <laughs> yeah. This baby, all it does is sleep and eat and poop. And I really want something to do. So you never know. Maybe I start a sub stack to keep the brand strong under the name. And just spout off about what I've been getting into uh, with little updates on uh, on your girl as I get them here and there. Get me back into writing more regularly. I have a book project I have to get back to um, that this will frankly free up some time <laughs> to deal with. I mean, it's uh, not a bad thing for either of us. <laughs> it's, it's not. But this has been, I mean, we will have ample time in the next two weeks to do, you know, post-mortem and really reckon with what this is going to mean for our lives, but there are ups and downs. And I can't say that like it's all up for me, obviously. Um, it's in the sense that it's just, you know, Oh damn, this thing that's been part of my life for six years is not going to be a weekly thing anymore. Um, <laughs> Caitlin's time will get filled very quickly. Jordan will have to find other things to, <laughs> To occupy his himself, so yeah, it's uh, it's developing. But yes, oh god, I didn't even say congratulate her, y'all. Obviously, oh yes, yeah, thanks. I just, I it's this weird thing where, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to meet them, and I'm gonna show everyone and be like those ferrets who like take their owners to their like litters and be like, look at this thing I made. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, guys, look at this thing I I got help making, um. Yeah, so I'm excited. So yeah, so I'm excited. I'm also sad, and as we said, it's weird, and I'm like, I don't like this, but we'll talk about that in, in a in a future episode. Um, and listen, yeah. y'all, you didn't what you didn't see her try to get up them stairs. You didn't see pregnant Kate try to get up them stairs <laughs> to the Polly Pocket. I saw that happen once, and I was like. And that was months was like, ago. <laughs> was like, never. Oh, also should be said, this is how it happened. She walked into the Polly Pocket, threw her shit down <laughs> in a hump, as she usually does, heaved <laughs> after dealing with those stairs, looked at me, said, I'm pregnant. And I just kind of blinked and gave her a high five. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Best baby announcement. <laughs> that's how your BFFs get down. A word? Yeah. Cool. Go watch this wrestling yeah. video I found on YouTube. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Ooh, look at all that blood. Uh, uh, but yes, it's, it's obviously... I don't know if it's ever come up on the pod much, but I mean, from the minute I've... From the minute our friendship developed into anything more than like, hey, what's up at work? It has been known that Kate's wanted to be a mom. And... Oh yeah, it's I'm one of those, you know, there you find um people who are like I I do not want to have kids and I am so supportive of their decision. 
of like, no, I absolutely know. I do not want to have kids. It's not something I want to do. I am like the reverse of that. I'm like, I absolutely want to kids. I know this is what I want to do. Um, I really wish our society and government was slightly more <laughs> supportive of that. Um, and you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's hard to have a kid financially, not just because kids are expensive, but because things like mat leave is not really that great. Um, and, um, just daycare and child minding and, you know, the cost of living and all of that just compounds it. And I can understand why more and more people are like, yeah, I don't want to have a kid, um, just even financially, right? Like I totally get it, but I am very, I was always very focused on that. I know you're like, that's weird. You seem so, so weird and nerdy and new age. And I'm like, yeah, but babies, I want all the babies. Um, and you know, it's, has not come without effort. So, hey, yo, but to see, uh, you finally be successful in that pursuit has been delightful to watch because it's been not always the easiest road for you. You've spoken, you know, as you've spoken frequently about your struggles with endometriosis and whatnot. And I, I was lucky. I, I didn't take me too long. I didn't have to go through fertility treatment, but I was like, there like I was like so here's here's a thing when you're over 35 and you have a baby do you want to know what they call it I'm sure it's delightful go ahead they call it a geriatric pregnancy yeah I kid you not over 35 is a geriatric pregnancy and that just kills everyone who who hears it with just you know faith that this is going to happen. It doesn't make them feel bad at all about being over 35. Um, but you know, there was sort of, we're on, we were on the fence of sort of like, do we just immediately go straight to talking to someone about fertility? Like, what are we going to do? And I, I held off. I was just like, Oh, we'll just give it another shot and see how it works. And it worked out great. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was, and I know tons and tons of women who've, who've had trouble, whether it's because they're older or just, they just having trouble. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. It worked out well. I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And also growing a person's weird. <laughs> What's the weirdest part about growing a person, Kate? Um, the fact that they kind of have opinions about where, where you, why, how and why you sit or are <laughs> sleeping, like... Like, literally, I, I can't sleep on my back because he gets angry. <laughs> He's like, nah, move. Fucking turn um, over. Turn over. Or, like, I have a tendency to, at my computer, lean forward. Does not like that. <laughs> He's like, this is not, there's no fold-up couch in here, lady. Just like, kicking, no, the room, kicking the shit out of your uterus. Basically. Just- Basically. Um, instead of a black belt, we said he has an umbilical, umbilical belt in karate where he's just like, oh, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, so yeah, that's a weird I have, thing. I don't have a rim shot drop. All these years, I never had a rim shot drop. I would have put one there. Oh. <laughs> you can. It'll be for the next phase of the of the podcast. <laughs> I have so we'll much time to assemble you. assemble the drop library of my dream. Yeah, you'll re up your drops. It'll be great. Maybe we'll get new music. There's all kinds of things we could do. We probably should. I mean, if, if you want to consider this show as running in volumes, this probably concludes volume two of the Geek Down podcast. And we'll find. Yeah. 
Or nah, cause, or I'll just have to pick another Rob Gasser song because you'll never remember the name of a new person. <laughs> That's not true. Well, I will have baby brain at that point, so maybe you're right. Maybe it will. Hopefully, Rob Gasser, you change, continue to produce great music. Change that, change that song 15 times, but they all Rob Gasser songs, okay? Never has to change what she says at the end. See, he's making accommodations already. This is going to be fine. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you, friends? No, but it's like, it's if you're going to have news, it's pretty good news to have. I mean, but I also feel like we were getting loose talk about talking about, you know, one day when we're not doing the podcast. That came up a few times in the last month. Yeah, and both of us are like... Uh, I'm, sure, I'm, sure people, I'm sure close listeners had uh, maybe picked up that we're like, change was That's a coming. weird thing to say. <laughs> Why would they? Be, why would they be saying that? Very, very Angela Lansbury picking up on that. Oh, but I can stop watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> I can finally stop. I mean, can't stop yet, but I can't stop. We'll fin- oh my god! You're literally the pod's going after off the air like the week after the Mando season finale. If that's next week, if they only do eight, ep- I think they only do eight well, episodes. Well, if if I'm in like a good place or I'm not okay, so this is our don't plan you right dare. Now. Tell me that the podcast comes back just to talk about the fucking Mandalorian. Well, I thought that's what you wanted. You made it seem like you wanted to just like have a final like breakdown. I'm thinking like in June. Final comp- like No, we will. It'll drop this week and we'll still have an episode next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant like like we'd miss the phone. Oh, oh, don't you worry. Make sure. Make sure Mando's here for us. Mando! Do you want to know something that's going to make you enraged? Sure. I definitely didn't watch The Mandalorian this what? week. What? <laughs> Damn, son. I... <laughs> See, I told you. Fucking... I don't even know what... I, I knew. I knew I was making a bad decision when I did it. And it wasn't even that bad an episode. But just there's so much that's dumb about this show right now. Um, here's, here's the, the thing. The bo- here's the thing. <laughs> this is, this is on uh, friends. You can tell we still have a back half of the show. Like we still have an organized back half of the show. We yeah, have a topic yeah, this we week, but it's just real fast and loose. I don't know if you watched anything else, but fuck it. I'm a bitch about the Mandalorian now. Well, no, no, I, I, I have to though, before you get what? really mad, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I mean, this will make you angry as oh well. God. I have to tell you why I didn't watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> Why didn't you watch The Mandalorian, Kate? Because we were watching the 1980s TV show Robin of Sherwood. <laughs> you mean Crapathon Entrant Robin of Sherwood? <laughs> yes. Oh God, please no. No. <laughs> and and we just we were going to watch one episode cuz cuz I was telling Chris about it and he'd sort of vaguely remembered it and knew it was the first time there was that like Robin Hood sort of like trope of having um, a Muslim be part of their band of merry men, and so we started watching, and he just he, I was like, "Do you want to keep watching?" He's like, "Yeah," and so we continued to watch. So we watched three episodes of that, and then I had to go to bed. Why do you hate me when I show you nothing but love? Um. So yeah. So now you can rant with the Mandalorian. <laughs> See, see, we're ending on a high note, guys. There's a moment in the episode where they have left the pristine fields of Navarro that were given to them for liberating the city. 
because they want to go yeah. back and reclaim Mandalore, and they are on the barren wasteland of the surface after you know punching through the uh, electrical storms and everything else. And this dilapidated, you know, sand sail comes rolling along the gravel, and all I can think is, Mandalore fucking sucks. <laughs> Why do you uh, want to go back here so bad? Like, I get it. It's it's your it's your place. It's where your people came from. It fucking objectively, it sucks. There's not. What are you eating? That's the, my second question. What are y'all eating? Anybody pack food on this little adventure to go rebuild the Great Forge? Like, what are we doing? What are we really doing here? I, I and then, understand. then as you, who the fuck were they chasing? I can't remember who they were chasing. No, oh, they were chasing a spy or somebody. I don't know. And then suddenly, suddenly there are like imperial style, you know, hallways and lighted archways. And I'm like, hmm, do you think maybe this is not a place you want to keep running to? You fearsome bounty hunters of the galaxy. Maybe you want to pump the brakes for a sec. Oh no. Now you've all been in a trap laid by Moff Gideon. Who's fitted all his troopers with Beskar now? Although, although. Oh, and the big guy died. <gasps> no. Because there's new Crimson Guards, apparently. That was apparently your big... What a twist! Moment, because... Come out and they got all the, all the red stuff, but they have laser swords now. They stabbed him with laser swords as everyone else fled. Oh, and Pedro Pascal got captured. There was your cliffhanger going into the finale. Um, but, but, yeah, I don't know if this is what they intended for, uh, the battle droid that he had to have as a babysitter so bad. Um, turns out the only way they could really make it work was by, uh, creating human interface. So they gave the baby a crank suit, Kate. Oh my god, did they? Baby Yoda rides around in the droid. Like a mech suit. Like a Gundam. Oh my god, yes. And they put little communicator buttons in it. And again, this is the moment where like, where like, you are reminding me what the show I thought I was getting is, and I hate you for it. Because as they're walking through the market, and he now has fully functioning, fully grown arms and stuff. Yeah. And a button that goes yes and no. Yeah. And he's just walking behind Dinjar and slapping the yes, 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 yes <laughs> button, and goes to, goes to grab some random fruit off of a produce stand. It's like Grogu, no, yes. <laughs> He's squishing shit with his giant neck hands now. I'm like, yes, this is the show I came for. I don't want to fucking go to Mandalore. I don't care about Beskar or the Great Forge or any of that or the fucking armor just sitting there with the can't can't tell what the hell she's thinking because she never takes her helmet off. I just want the baby in a mech suit. Just give me the baby in a mech suit. <laughs> I'm actually now very excited to watch this. Episode. Yeah, now you're now you're amped to go watch it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hear any more about Robin of Sherwood. So what else were you watching? <laughs> Um, I actually had a, it was a bad week because I made an another, another attempt to watch another British crime drama because I'm really desperate for something. Um, and I watched something called, um, you talk about me and like out in the back alleys for <laughs> records. Where are you going for your British crime drama fix? It's like, yo, yo, you got any, you got any murder in a small town? It's, <laughs> is it? Is there whimsy? 
hey, fucks with it if it don't have whimsy. There, it's got to have if whimsy. If there was whimsy, it'd be great. Um, no, they're all just dark and, you know, I've talked about it before, but, that, you know, if it's a female detective, she has family <laughs> issues. If it's dead a, spouses and shit. A male detective, dead spouse. Like, it's really terrible. Um, or they just have, like, issues interacting with people. They're curmudgeonly for some reason. Um, and you have to spend, like, three seasons finding out why. So it was called The Guilty. And it fell into the first part where it was a female detective with family issues. Um, and it was terrible. It was three episodes. They were about 45 minutes each. I fast forwarded through so much of it that it basically only took me an hour and a half to watch. Um, it was about a boy who disappeared like seven years ago and then currently they find his body and they thought he was just had been, you know, the mother had hoped he'd just been taken um and so it's this weird tragedy that you know she now that mother has to grieve and this female detective is putting these these pieces together and for some reason there's a subplot about her son being diagnosed with asperger's um and they make it this like big huge fucking deal like just like it's the worst thing ever um and I'm like, and this show is not that old. And I'm like, what is going on? I understand that it's a, you know, it, it's a deal, but he's verbal and communicative and high functioning. He has sound sensitivity and he has trouble interacting with people. But I mean, I believe this show takes place like soon enough that and everyone's seen the Big Bang Theory. Like... You're like, Sheldon, all you have to be is like, like the Sheldon character. Like it just, it became this big, huge thing, this subplot, and it made no sense to the story. I don't understand. It should have been like two separate. It's like one writer had two separate ideas and was trying to like pad out the first one with the second one. It was very strange. And then the um, main storyline was just completely predictable. I predicted... Everything that happened, um, except for like maybe at the very end, um, uh, but it wasn't a big twist. It was just like this little twist and it was just, it was really bad. The acting was good because it was British, but the story was terrible and it wasn't, it, there wasn't enough, um, crimey solviness to it. Um, what is a mystery show without crimey solviness? I know. It just is just a drama, really, um, which I don't like. And that was it. And then I watched a bunch of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> well, also, senior correspondent Chris was away all week doing work training in Massachusetts. Um, Chelmsford, Massachusetts. <laughs> um, and so I was kind of left to my own devices, which meant... I and again busiest time of year. Look how that went. Busiest time of year for me at work. So I worked late, watched Antiques Roadshow, um, ate at the kitchen counter. You know where you don't even like sit down to eat. You just eat from whatever's come out of the microwave at the kitchen counter, and then went to bed. Like that was basically my <laughs> week. So thank God I got to give this announcement for baby news because <laughs> we had something to talk. About. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, the, that is my sad week of, of entertainment. It's not even like my week 
did much better. I mean, I, here's the other thing that's worth talking about is just at least on my end, there's just like enough out there that I'm keeping a very regular schedule that there's not a lot of room to talk about new shit. You know, right. I got, I play gears of S on my downtime at work. Uh, or I, you know, do a few, uh, dailies on grand theft auto to cool out at night. Uh, you know, raid a stash house here and there, re-up supplies on all my various criminal enterprises, and then, you know, collect my proceeds from the day before and one step closer to a super yacht. I'm going to get a super yacht, Kate. I mean, if we can't do it in real life, we might as well do it in the virtual one. It's just it's literally the logic. Um, And then, so, I mean, I got Yellow Jackets, which continues on. Not the, not the best episode this week. Um. Although Lauren Ambrose finally joined the cast as another one of the uh, surviving Yellow Jackets, thus bringing another late 90s, early aughts actress to the show. No Tori Amos on the set either, but... Oh. Yellow Jackets continues to be good. Uh, have, they, have they told you yet whether any of this is magical or is it all in their heads? Not really. It's still leaning kind of in heads. Boo. Um... But, I mean, T TBD. Um, I think I mentioned Elijah Wood had joined the cast. What? He had a more... Did he? I didn't tell you that? Yeah. yeah. He plays a... Um, so there's like... So in season one, the Melanie Linsky character ends up uh, murdering the dude she's having an affair with because she's mistaken things or whatever. Um, and then, you know, the, the case of him going missing is big on like the true crime reddits. Right. And Misty, the Christina Ricci character, is also very, uh, considers herself a, you know, citizen detective um, in many ways, but also usually to kind of suff- suss out people who are trying to dig up dirt on the Yellow Jackets uh, over the years. And Elijah Wood plays another um, citizen detective type. This is getting very uh, detective-y. I, it's, 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 don't oversell it. Oh, my. It's not very crimey solvy. Oh, well, never mind then. Um, but it's still really good. It's a it's a good hang. Uh, we talked about the we talked about the Mandalorian. Oh, the Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> uh, Abbott Elementary had a banger episode this week. It was so good. Was this the it one featured... where Janine's mom shows up? Yes. Yes. I've seen clips. I don't watch the show, but every clip I see, I love. And I'm like, really? I think this is going to be one of the shows I watch when I'm. You know, boobs. If out you have, if yeah, if you have couch. not really, if you have really not given enough time to Abbott Elementary, it is a perfect binging sitcom. Crush two or three episodes at a time and just be delighted. Everybody was banging on this episode. Every character got a moment. It's, you can't always say that about every episode of a sitcom, but this one really mm-hmm. hit it with every a plot, a plot, b plot. Everybody got a moment. Everybody got um, got some laughs in. What was Ava's line? It was Executive Producer Cute's line, too. Was, they're talking about hotels or traveling or something. It's like, I only stay in five-star hotels. They turn into a six when I walk in. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking love it. Grand Crew still an enjoyable hang as well. A lot of sitcoms going right now. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about, it's not a thing I've gotten to yet. It's just a thing I learned about. A thing I learned about and I will get to. Uh, I just didn't buy it at major Canadian retailer today because the lineup was too long. Um, and that is a book I saw mentioned on TikTok or book talk or whatever the kids are calling it. 
And the premise was basically, do you like Murakami but hate how he writes women? Ooh. And while I don't necessarily hate how he writes women, I can acknowledge that they are often props for uh, the male characters. But uh, I don't know that he gives much thought to any characters. He just defaults to men because he is a man. Um, Technically, Jane Austen said she didn't write um, conversations between men because she didn't know how they talked to each other. So there you go. Murakami's just working the Jane Austen lane. Anyway, <laughs> um, the book they were mentioning uh, recently, not the first book by this author translated into English, but... Uh, the newest and apparently works the magical realism lane a little bit because we like that. Technically they're probably sci-fi stories slash weird fiction, probably in your Kelly link type of lane. Um, the book in question is called hit parade of tears. It's by a woman named Zumi Suzuki. And if her backstory is also nuts, um, not nuts, like insane, but nuts as in all the things she did and the life she lived for eighties. Japan is not the norm. A wild um, time. Probably led, probably led to why she uh, wrote the type of fiction she did. Um, she was a writer. She was an actress. She was in pink films in Japan. She was What's in pink theater film? troops. Like, softcore porn. <gasps> um, Scandalous. <laughs> she was married to an avant-garde saxophonist who died of an overdose. Wow. She, she hung herself at age 36. Like, it's... It's a it's a lot. Wow. With her when you read her bio. Um so I was I was curious if we were going to get it in cuz it is a new release. She has one other book called Terminal Boredom um which we didn't have and now this is the second one. She didn't write a lot. I think she only wrote not much more than is in these two collections. Um but um super amped to get into that and I will if <laughs> if I get into it before the pod goes on hiatus, I will uh or or in the uh forthcoming Geek Down Substack if you're curious, I will I will submit my review uh, there as I work to keep the old, uh, work to redevelop and maintain the the writerly chops on a weekly basis. Got to give myself something to do, yo. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you have to sort or clean any vinyl or anything, which will take you a the long pi- time. That, that pile is very small right now. Mm. Miss, that pile is very small. All right. I don't like how I don't like how she's like eyeing the exits and just Rock Lee with the chains off over here just <laughs> coming for the gut punches with abandon. Uh, I won't be able to because I won't be able to do this spread out over many conversations over a week. <laughs> I have to like get it all in now. I've get all berating. your shit talking in. Concentrated. Yeah, in now. Concentrated shit talk. You're gonna add some water to it, probably your own tears. <laughs> And then it'll just like, you'll be able to use that through the times oh where, you know, I'm going to be absent. The weeb tears were mine all along. The weeb tears <laughs> were inside the house. Uh, Friends, we do have a topic. We will get into that topic when we come back from this break. When I found something at Major Canadian Retail or took a photo of it and said, hey, Kate, you want to get to that at some point? And she lost her mind and you will understand why. When we come back after this break and talk about Golden Rage. Hey, everyone. 
everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we have brought each other this week, as Jordan so well put, gracefully put, Golden Rage. But before we get into it, um, there are some rules. The first rule is the rule of three. That's if the thing comes in parts, which I mean, technically, this does because it's a graphic novel. There were issues. Um, You are to read, consume, watch three of those parts so the thing gets a chance to become the thing it is trying to become. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Couldn't if I wanted to. Read it on the bus on my way home from work today. (laughs) And the reason that is, um, is so that you guys get the freshest of takes, freshest, hottest of takes, especially about something that is not very old, which this isn't. Which is nice. Oh, wow. It's really not. I just saw, just saw the publishing date. Yeah. Um, and uh, the third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's just a policy, is that there will be spoilers. So if you're like, there will be. I don't want to know anything about this because this is a pretty new release, then you need to go and buy it, my friend, and read it or borrow it from the library or from a friend um, or just stand in your local comic book store and read it. <laughs> Um, while the counter people are eyeing you disgruntledly. Um, yeah, all that said, Jordan, take it away. Friends, there's not a lot to argue in favor of giving any corporation 10 hours of your day on a job on a daily basis. There really isn't. This is a conclusion I've come to. And frankly, it's probably good that the podcast is going off the air so I cannot further pursue this line of thinking. However... The one good thing about my job in particular is as the new items come in at major Canadian retailer, I, and generally the most consistent man at work, get to process the boxes, open them up, check out what's inside, and get first dibs on the hot new-new. It is the one marquee moment of our job. And also because if you think I spend money on records, the most consistent man at work and his graphic novel fixation? Miss. <laughs> so anytime I see anything that I have not seen before, I will usually check it out and wave it in front of him and, you know, see if it's anything he wants. And then when he snatches it out of my hand, I melodramatically say, you're hurting me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make other people look over and look at him weird. Um, so when we pulled this one out, I glanced at it. I was like, well, that's odd. And then I read the back And I sent photos of it to Caitlin and said, you probably want to read this. What did I send Caitlin? What did Caitlin read on the back of this book? So this is Golden Rage. We're talking about volume one, which collects the first five issues. I don't know if any other issues came out. This is written by Chrissy Williams, who was an editor on uh, books like Die, which we talked about, and Wicked and the Divine, which we have not talked about, but I read a good chunk of and enjoyed. Um, The artist is Lauren Knight, who worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And colored by Sophie Dodgson. And the collection came out in February 2023. This is an image book. And here is your premise as per the back of the book. Older women have been deemed useless to society and abandoned on a remote island where they must fight to the death whilst making friends and dessert. Welcome to Golden Rage, a not-too-distant dystopia where Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls. You, that is a bold statement you are making mm-hmm. on the back of this graphic novel i don't know if i think this book fulfills the promise made by that statement mm-hmm. but you tell me caitlin how did you feel about this book 
It did not fulfill that promise, but there were lots of things I loved about it. I think it, yeah, I think it did itself a disservice even by putting that on the back or even with the suggestiveness of the cover, which is like bloody bruised hands with like a grandma charm bracelet on it. Mm -hmm. But I'll get into my peccadillos later. You go ahead. Um, so, um, the things I liked is the characters. I liked the change of viewpoint in the issues. Right. Changes, changes. We have a core of four characters and it changes narration, uh, yeah. between issues. And I really liked that. Um, I liked the sort of like dropping people. I knew, know how I like dropping people into a narrative. Um, and it slowly sort of builds a backstory. Even after the first collected volume, like you don't know everything. You just have a, have a sort of a sense of things. Not really, yeah, not really, no. Um, and, uh, things I were frustrated about it was it was not a battle royale um there was like one like really There's crappy gang barely any fighting <laughs> barely any fighting in it like um one crappy gang who then they're like they're not really the bad guy I was like this should have been like volume three like I felt like they <laughs> I felt like they went too fast that's okay that's yeah that's ultimately I did not have a sense of the time passing in this book at all the pacing was yeah kind of ridiculous because i can account for one night in this collection and it's like it's five issues i understand the problem with image sometimes can be if you're a hit it's great for creators and it gives them a better deal um this this is this is unfair i acknowledge this is this is unfair it low-key seems like ip placeholder right to me yeah let's get the idea out let's publish it Let's leave enough there so we can spin this into a television show. Which you could. That's how you thought about Skyward as well. I think Skyward kind of flagrantly, uh, I may have even admitted to that, but it did. It, Skyward, yeah, definitely felt like that. And this kind of feels like that too. There's a moment in like the third episode or something where Jay is like, these women have changed me. I'm like, well, I you know. just met them. That's, like, how, that's what I thought. At the, the exact same thing. I thought, I was like, what do you mean they changed you? They didn't have time to change you. You've been here for less than a week. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Plot plot breakdown. I always I'm trying to make a more concerted effort on the way out to always make sure we have a plot breakdown instead of just expecting everyone to have read it and know what we're talking about. Um, I mean, I so do yeah, technically tell them <laughs> they should go read it if they don't. If, you know, they don't want to know. <laughs> uh, our POV is Jay. She uh, arrives newly to this island um, where she's quickly claimed by oh, what is her name? Rosie. You looked up the names. Give me the names. Rosie, who is the biggest burliest of our uh, main crew of four. Very important. She, Jay is young. Or Jay is young. young yes. Not very young, but like in her thirties. Youngish, and the the like. The first tip you get is why are older women no longer useful because they can't have babies anymore. Yes. Um, and Jay has early onset menopause and that is why she has been shunted off to this island or which i guess is one of many probably i don't think every woman on earth is on this island but um she's get sent off to this island where there's a crew called the red hats which are apparently just running amok and murdering people yes and rosie did you say her name was rosie sophie rosie, rosie. <laughs> she is <laughs> sorry they put quote they put quotes from the golden girls which has clearly been an inspiring uh you know 
guide to this project um, throughout. So um, I keep thinking Sophia. Um, Rosie is like, you know, you, you want to live, come with me. Um, actually she says, if you want to have a bath, <laughs> come with me if you want a bath. Um, and you find out that they are kind of living on their own with who are our remaining cast? Uh, Lottie, who is the sweet, but somewhat absent-minded one and Caroline, the foul-mouthed curmudgeon. Caroline rules. Caroline's um, great. <laughs> Caroline's a really good character. Um, and it's basically, they're trying to figure out, you know, they think she has power because she's young and everyone else is older. And this red, this red hat crew is run by, what is her name? Red? What do they call her? Her name's Regina, but they call her something else. I think she, red. I think that's what Just she, red? yeah. Um, she's the one running amok. She's also very younger than most of the women on the island. So she kind of like exerts power over them. And yeah. you find out later, she's also the daughter of the, there's no like, rules really but people just kind of like start listening to people right people just kind of like you know kind of assert themselves as the boss and start making decisions for people um and this red has been doing that for a while on the island and rosie and her crew think that jay can maybe um provide an alternative to that um you find out a couple other things you find out jay worked for the company that made this decision to send every uh, menopausal woman to an island somewhere. And also that Jay is fairly certain she overheard that the islands will be liquidated at one point, whatever that means, but they'll probably be murdering everyone. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where you leave uh, the issue or the collection. You take a couple detours here and there. That's basically your very quick and oddly paced journey through the first five uh, issues of this series. Anything else you liked? Um, anytime there was violence, that was great. Um, <laughs> definitely not enough of it. Um, the, I did like the artwork. I thought the palette was interesting. I didn't hate it. I just, I thought it was interesting. It's like, yeah, even when it's not at night, it kind of feels at night. Yeah. It's very muted. A lot of, um, like mustards and reds, um, except when there isn't every so often. Um, I wanted there to be more violence. Um, and I did like the characters. Um, I did like the sort of world building. I didn't think there was enough of it. Um, I am confused. I, I was confused about like, I wanted to know, I even if they had dropped a line about like, this is one of the islands or whatever. Um, and But maybe they're saving that. Who knows? Um, maybe this is just to get our feet wet. And I was waiting... <laughs> For the fi- that final battle, because I read it online, so I couldn't see how, like, like what was coming next. I mean, I could have fast-forwarded, I guess, but if you ever read graphic novels online, like, it doesn't make sense to go all the way to back. You can't just flick through like you do with something physically. Right. Um, so I thought there was, like, this whole other section, um, and I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be, like, this super gory battle, or and it, it, it never happened. <laughs> Instead, I got a, some really cool, like fake articles and like um and and stuff about foraging and and book reviews on memoirs by uh cast members of the golden girls yeah Uh um and uh and like character design stuff which is always cool i always like that stuff but yeah but there was no great gory battle you never sort of find out and maybe they did that so that i will buy the next issue but 
Yeah, like I don't know if they kept going on the comics, and I I know it's unfair to be like this feels like IP placeholder, um, just like like you're squatting on the idea, so you know no one else can take it. <laughs> um, you had an idea and you got a comic out. I'm sure this is a comic everyone involved wanted to do, but it did feel a little undercooked. It in was spots. very rushed, um, very very rushed. There wasn't enough of the like craziness, and she the main character Jay talks about like. I thought things were tough. It's going to get even worse. Um, and I expect, I kept on expecting all hell to break loose or like grievous injury or whatever. Yeah. Some people got stabbed. Fair enough. Um, um, but there are, there are like quieter moments that I thought worked to the book's benefit. Yes. Um, the discussion, the discussion about what motherhood meant for all these women. Oh my um, God. The clown. Was the clowns were amazing? Oh my god! Yeah, there was a whole. I forgot about that's one of the articles in the back about like yeah clowning because yeah, there's a scene where like an entire like clown performance happens. And at first you're like, this is absurdist, and then you're like, oh, this is deep. <laughs> um, and then like the egg cracks, and she just starts sobbing. Um, yeah. And all the women are. One of them is like, I never wanted to have kids, and I'm really happy with my decision. And someone else is like, you know. Um, uh, I tried and tried and it didn't happen for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, there's just such a variety of experiences. Weird that this is the episode I decided yeah. to let everybody <laughs> know I'm having a baby. Um, but yeah, and I think also really interesting timing for a graphic novel that unfortunately doesn't get into it enough, but maybe will about what reproduction means, um, or, or shouldn't mean, or, how much interference there is now or why it's so you know valued that the establishment would shunt anyone who cannot produce anymore and why why um, that i mean we i mean a lot of people i know have talked about how you know at the moment things are very backwards and kind of like you know when you like even a, i'm even going to say like 10 years ago you'd watch a film and like the dark times, the apocalypse, it was, like, so ridiculous. Like, you know, they had, like, women in cages or, like, you know, breeding programs or whatever. And you're like, that's ridiculous. And, and or, like, you know, nobody had any libraries because X, Y, Z. <laughs> and now you're, like, reading headlines and you're like, what is going on? Um, that's kind of, it kind of reminded me of that. But I was like, but with all the stuff going on about you know, reproduction. I was like, this is not as outrageous a plot line yeah, as I once right. thought, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, you know, hands made, handmade sale. I'm like, that could never happen. And now I'm like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> oof. Indeed. <laughs> Woof. Um, Woof. <laughs> not going to say that it's a bad book or that it's not worth a read. Uh, if you have it at your local library, uh, Definitely an interesting idea. Interesting idea enough that if, you know, when and if the second volume uh, falls into my hands, I will probably check it out. I do um, want to see more Granny Death, though. And I don't know if that's a problem with me or the expectations the book gave me. The, like, listen, that was a big swing. You invoked one of the wildest, most batshit properties yeah. to exist. That was probably one of the last, like, for me anyway, in my generation, like forbidden things 
friends, if you're unfamiliar, I don't know how you could be at this point. Battle Royale was a Japanese movie that came out the same year as Columbine and was basically a dystopian story about, you know, the youth are out of control. So every year, a graduating class gets shipped off to an island as sort of a way, a deterrent to the kids. Be like, don't get too wild because this is what we do to you. And you have three days and if you have these collars on and by the end of the third day, everybody got to be dead but one person. Yeah. And if there's more than one person not dead, all your collars explode and you all die. That's insane. Uh, Especially for the year it came out of. And America went, no, no. (laughs) None of that. Um, So it was just something you kind of heard about. Or the cool guy guy with the sleeve tattoos on MTV wore a shirt shirt with the Battle Royale logo on it. I had a shirt with the Battle Royale logo on it. Or Um, you go to one of the Chinese supermarkets on Spadina and get a bootleg copy of it. Yeah, or yeah, for for you or for me, it was there was like a... um, there's a DVD label it used to be called Tartan Asia, Asia Extreme or something, and they would have all these wild ass Japanese movies. And again, low for the days of the small shelf on the bottom of the rack at some DVD store. Mm-hmm. It started with anime, and then it was you know live action uh, Hong Kong and Korean, you know Korean Hong Kong and uh, Japanese movies. And that's where I got mine. I might have even had to import it. I think I got it off eBay. Honestly, oh. it was from this label, but they couldn't sell it in North America. Um, and that was one of the last times that happened. We found a way. <laughs> <laughs> Life finds a way. And then we went, um, this is amazing. <laughs> we did. And then they put out a second one and we said, no thanks. Um, but if you invoke that, you got to come with it. And this I want invoked some, it and didn't really I come want some it. murder death kill, right? Like, and then all of this other stuff, this like growth, this forgiveness because there's nothing else to do but forgive in a place like this like build it up a little bit right make this situation stressful um right but i i I don't know if i finished this point (laughs) i don't know if i finished this point talking about image books sometimes you don't know if you're going to get i mean i remember that's how i know this robert kirkman used to say this about killing shane in the walking dead in the comics shane dies like the third issue And he's like, I would have liked to have pushed that along further on into the series, but month to month, I didn't know if we were coming back. Right. So I think you always got to kind of be prepared for that. But there's still something Um, to be said about building a narrative that's really enticing without having to feel like you needed to speed it up. Right. Right. Um, This is a really weird comparison to make, but in um, Robin Hood... Robert Robert of Sherwood, uh, 1984 or something. Um, The episodes, so much happened in the episodes. It felt like a Korean, like a K-drama hour because there's just, I, there's so much happened. And I went like nowadays they would spread one of these episodes into five, right? Like, like people who you thought were going to stick around, like died in the the third episode, um, there's just huge plot points. They just like would skip a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, it just, the pacing was like so fast, um, that I'd be like, how long have we been watching this for? And it was only, you know, 28 minutes. And I was like, wow, so much has happened. That's how it felt. I was like, how, what issue am I on? <laughs> like, it was like third issue. And there's like all this plot development and character development and, and I'm again, like you said, it, it's worth a read, I think. And I don't think it's bad. I just think it's really fast paced. And I think it's a detriment to this type of 
of story. Um, and not not enough murder and death I, kill. Not enough murder death kill. And I, but I do like the moments where it does slow down. I know I said, you know, Carol fucking rules. Lottie's fucking dope too. Like I'm I really She probably want has to make the sure most these filled chickens out. Are okay. <laughs> are the chickens okay? Yes, Lottie probably has the most fleshed out story of any of them, or at least you see the most of of Lottie. Um she had a wife uh when they got there. Um implied that they could not marry when they were wherever they were in the before times, but the second they hit the island, the first thing they did is got married. Uh her wife Mary contracts cancer. There's no treatment or medicine. She basically suffered an agonizing death. Um, and then went to, what do they call them? It was the coolest part of the book, I thought. That um, whole thing about the, the just the death women? or Death, death something. Um, they basically do sky burials. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's super cool. <laughs> Kate coming with the esoteric history. Um, um, it's basically, I believe it's originated in Tibet. It could just be other mountainous regions um, of... Asia, but basically your body is laid out at a high point, um, and vultures come and basically clean the meat off of all the bones. Um, and it's said that when doing that, the, your spirit basically go like goes with the birds and is up in the sky kind of thing. Um, I'm sure there's different variations on this and there's probably a lot more, um, religious background um but yeah it's just really fascinating and i think it's a really interesting type of burial because it's not a big island right and they don't want corpses rotting um it was a really cool part of it um and and the scene so that what there's a character there's a minor character who uh is killed in the course of the book um and they do one of these what i now know is a sky burial um, later on and Lottie chooses to even, I guess these are usually probably done in silence but she chooses to say something and there was just this scene where all the assembled women are repeating um, I have loved and I still love and that was a moment in the book where I was like okay mm-hmm. that's really cool you got something here but then it was like oh we gotta keep going there's a boat but there's not a boat it doesn't matter and we're gonna get in the boat but I guess we'll go back and yeah and, and, and the people are coming, and is the witch okay? Is are her and Red okay? Like, what's good? Who's leading the thing? And like, Red is a psychopath. Like, she's <laughs> like, like, yay, murder! I'm like, why is she alive? And she taught kindergarten, Caitlin. Oh yes. Oh, it's basically that was the actually same thing. that was actually a funny line. It's um, basically more than no. The funny line for you was be the Jessica Fletcher you want to be. See well, in the world. funny enough, there's actually earlier there is a book name drop from that character there's a character who is a murder mystery writer and is a bit of a sleuth um and she says my number one book you probably heard of it was um the corpse dances at dawn which actually just in universe um jessica fletcher's first book is the corpse dance at midnight and i knew that and i went "Ooh, they've made her into like the jessica fletcher character but then they she actually says, be the Jessica Fletcher you want to see in the world, um, which I, I hold dear. But I was like, oh, they just, you know, I thought they could have made her more of a Jessica Fletcher. Nerd! Thank you for that, Jordan. 
with the deep cuts. Listen, this is the book Caitlin McKinnon was made to review because who's catching those deep cuts, those inside baseball references? Not me. Um, if anybody ever wants to talk about body farms, I'm your girl. Wow. There's lots of things I know about. We just don't talk about them on the show. <laughs> this was a smooth six and a half for me. Pretty good start. Hope it gets the time to flesh itself out. Hope it slows down. Yeah, it started out as like a seven, maybe eight, and then kind of went to a six. So I'm going to say it's a seven. Yeah, it's... it's and it's not, again, t- not bad. It's just it's bad. Fa- too fast-paced for the story it's trying to tell. And, like, yeah. you cannot bond with people in three days. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. I don't, don't care how it. fun and foul-mouthed one of them is. <laughs> and don't say it's Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls when it's clearly not one of those things. No. Um, just because it's on an island. I would say it's... People I would say, get stabbed. Um, it's Lord of the Flies meets Golden Girls. Yeah. It's more of that, but that don't sizzle as much on your back copy. So I guess so. I mean, hey, it fucking worked. Got us to read it. So I thought the grannies were gonna battle royale. I thought they were gonna like have to murder each other for resources. <laughs> Meanwhile, they all have chickens. And it's fine. And feral cats. And feral, uh, lots of feral cats. If it wasn't for the red caps trying to murder them all. <laughs> And they all and yeah. It seems seems like life was generally pretty chill until like somebody just decides to assert power, and then the killing starts. But yeah, and that's kind of a story I'd like to hear as well. Um, and why aren't there more young people on the island if if it's all about fertility? Like, there's just so many questions. I have questions, and I want Kate, you to answer them. <laughs> Not you, but like Kate has questions. Book. Hopefully, you answer them. Yeah. Hopefully, you get the chance. Friends, as said, that is uh is from Image Comics. The first collection is out. Came out in February. It's probably available on most of your uh, library-type apps where you can read your comics on, as well as comicology and all that type of stuff. Uh, Let us know, if you check it out, what you thought of it, or if there's anything else from this episode you want to talk about. (laughs) Hit us up over on Twitter.com slash GeekDownPod. What could they want to talk about, Jordan? I don't know. It was a very boring, lackluster episode by our standards. Not a lot of news. Definitely not any important news. Nothing important. Nope. So I believe with that, we'll put a pin in this one and call it an episode and come back next week. Friends, thank you so much for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you'll join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. I have been recording. I know you've been recording. You count us in since I can't uh, do it oh properly. Oh my god, I let you last time. And it <laughs> Barely. Fine. Barely. On the one, three, two.